Welcome back to another Rest, Eat, Move podcast. This is Matt Johnson. And November is Diabetes Awareness Month. November 14th is Diabetes Awareness Day. And this is all diabetes, type 1, type 2. But think about this, 95% of all diabetes is type 2 diabetes. Or lifestyle diabetes. Meaning we can prevent it and we can reverse it. We thought it'd be a great opportunity to, to reshare a 55-minute webinar that my father did a couple years back on how to reverse and prevent type 2 diabetes. I want you to share this episode. If you don't have diabetes, it's something to think about of how to prevent it, how to talk about it, how to think differently, because this is a $450 billion problem. And in 1970, we had 1 in 4,000 people with type 2 diabetes. Today, that number is 1 in 10, trending to 1 in 3 with one in three people having prediabetes. So here's my father, Chris Johnson, on how to reverse and prevent type two diabetes. We'll see you again next time. Now, I wanna talk about hope today. Not only just about diabetes, but just hope in our life. I think we need a lot more positive stuff right now, but I think sometimes when you hear people, and I've been doing this, as I mentioned, a long time, but there's many people have type one and type two diabetes, and they're, they're labeling themselves as diabetics. So today, let's really change that mindset about, let's create some hope here, whether it's diabetes or cholesterol or whatever you're you know, struggling might be, sleeping, blood pressure, whatever, but we wanna start with a little bit about hope. Now, I love talking about this. It's called medical illiteracy. There's no other profession on the planet that we know so little about. So if I asked you, how much is this car? Give or take, you're gonna probably have an idea that this car is gonna be so much money. Or you get a massage, or you go to a movie, or get a dinner, or whatever it might be, buy a pair of shoes, we all, we all get that. But if I ask you how much is a colonoscopy or a hip replacement, we have no idea. And so when you think about medical, we need to really get in the game. And I think it's not fair to our health professionals sometimes that when you walk in and you have high blood pressure, and you can't sleep, and you have digestive health, they think you're gonna fix them, or fix you, in a 12 to 15 minute visit. So I think that's really where I wanna to start today is like, we all need to take more ownership in our health. We don't need to be experts in this by any means, but the more engaged you are, you're gonna have better dialogue with your health professional. And again, it starts with knowing a little bit more, more about this as we go today. So again, medical illiteracy is a big deal. Now, when you think about diabetes, this is probably gonna hit you in the head. It should. So in 1950, 1955, 1960, there was no diabetes. Now, yeah, we had it, but hardly little, any at all. So basically in, the, in 1960, one in 4,000 people had type 2 diabetes. One in 4,000. And then slowly it started kicking in, and today that number is one in four, and it's trending to one in three. So you can see this trains off the tracks. And so it's not just about, oh, Chris, I don't have diabetes. I'm not going to listen to this presentation. Your neighbor's gonna have it, your sibling's gonna have it, everybody's gonna have it if we don't start paying attention to it. Because you can see this number and it's killing us. So when you think about the cost, look at the cost. Now, you can give or take, you know, you have medical expenses and you have productivity expenses. So you can put all this together and you can bring out a little, lot of different numbers. But we know, whether you believe it's $450 billion or not, it's in that ballpark. Because the average person right now in the United States is costing about $2,000 uh, 
uh, or $12,000 a year, basically $1,000 a month. So this is really killing our healthcare system, but more than that, it's killing our people. And so really that's what I wanna talk about today is how do you take a little more ownership? How do you play more offense? But understand, this is a major problem and this is melting us down. Look at that number, that's a big number. And this is not just in the United States, this is globally. In Mexico, 15 years ago, they weren't even the top 20 type two diabetes. Today they're number two right behind the United States. Now there's other countries, smaller little countries per capita, might have greater diabetes, but the United States hands down has more type two, type one diabetics than any other country in the world. So this is a major problem, that, and that's why I want to talk about it. So when you think about, we gotta play more offense, and how do you do that? So again, I'll get into this a little bit more at the end. I'll give you my direct email. We'll do a little Q&A today. But there's a lot of things along the way. Beliefs is a big one. When you think about beliefs, people believe, and that's why we're talking about this, they truly believe that they can't control this. This is not fixable. Well, I gotta tell you, I've done over 20,000 training sessions, spoke all over the world. This is fixable. And that's why I wanna talk about it. Because we don't really understand it, but a big one is let's stop believing that you can't take more control of your health. What can you control? We couldn't control election. We could, we voted. But you can't control the outcome, whether you like Biden or not, doesn't matter. But the point of this is we need to all come in together and a big part of that. But stress is a big one. Are you drinking enough water, getting enough sleep? We'll get into it as we go, but we need to play more offense. And that's really why we brought this presentation to you today. It's like, let's play offense and helping everybody improve this disease that's killing our world. So what is diabetes? Let's make this really simple because it's very confusing to a lot of people. Now, when you think of type one diabetes, means the body's not producing insulin. Amazing invention when we started learning about insulin. Now you take an injectable insulin and people have live a very, very healthy, vibrant life having type one diabetics. And generally, it's something we're genetically, unfortunately have. But only about 5%, maybe even a little bit more of the diabetes we're seeing is type one. Now here's another crazy thing. As we're having all these autoimmune problems, about 30 to 40 million people have autoimmune diseases in the United States. Again, with COVID, it's a big deal because when the body, the immune system is going crazy, you take this autoimmune suppressant that calms it down. Well, a big part of when your immune system's out of whack, it breaks things down and now we're seeing more and more type one diabetes because we're breaking down and killing this thing called the pancreas. I'll talk about this as we go. But really the conversation today is, of the 90 to 95%, that's type two, means you produce insulin, but that insulin is not being uh, working correctly in the body, and that's called insulin insensitivity. So again, we'll get into it, but really there's two different ones, but the really thing we're talking about today is type two diabetes. And again, as you see at the bottom of the slide, it's not a carbohydrate disease. I cannot tell you how many people I've talked to over the years, I'm type, too diabetic, I can't have a banana. You're gonna learn this very quickly. You should be eating a banana. We'll talk about this and why it's so beneficial for you. So again, that's type one, that's type two diabetes. Most of the conversation we're having today is circled right around type two diabetes. And again, this is what's growing crazy in the United States. It's not the type one, it's the type two. So what is type two diabetes? Again, we talked about type one and type two, but the pancreas, just make this really simple. The pancreas produces these two incredible hormones called insulin 
and glucagon and they're opposing hormones so the the bad the body's so amazing that it helps you control your blood glucose throughout the day by secreting these two hormones so that's it that's where it's located it's right next to the liver it's right next to the gallbladder it's right next to the spleen it's right here by the duodenum it's right there in the middle so it's really important over time to take care of the body and this is how the pancreas works so how does it work the pancreas does lots of things but what i'm going to talk about today is it makes insulin and it makes glucagon so as your blood glucose you get up in the morning you've eaten breakfast or you whatever you're doing the body is going to take this converted energy in glucose and now glucose is going towards the cell so now you're feeding the cell so how does the insulin get in the cell or that glucose get in the cell insulin comes out and opens up the door so imagine you have a door of the cell and all insulin does is opens up the door so glucose can go in and feed the cell thank goodness we have insulin as a, a, a drug that we learned over the years that of type 1 diabetics now we have that so the body produces insulin when the blood glucose level goes up but what happens if my blood glucose level is too low thank goodness we have this thing called stored energy in our cells called glycogen and so now glucagon releases that stored energy into the body and now we have that energy so again it's the checks and balances between the two and all i want you to understand about insulin it's it's anabolic what does that mean it's a builder this is how we gain weight so one of my first books i wrote this thing called the meal patterning on sumo wrestlers and the sumo wrestlers understood how to overproduce insulin so they would store more calories they weren't eating they were only eating one meal a day again talking about uh, uh intermittent fasting but it wasn't that they were eating you know all day long they're only eating one large meal and they knew how to overproduce insulin so insulin's uh anabolic it, it stores the body and then glucagon's the opposite it's catabolic it helps basically release energy so it's the checks and balances all day long and that's what's incredible about the human body and the pancreas again we don't want to overwork the pancreas but that's how it rolls during the day so again it's controlling your blood glucose during the day so this is what it looks like so the top number is an uncontrolled blood glucose level we've also done this before holidays are coming we've eaten you know all this food way too much thanksgiving 4,000 calories in one meal and what happens zoom that glucose level goes way up here comes all this insulin drives your glucose level down you take your nap and then what do you want to do when you get up you want to eat more not broccoli you want to eat more stuffing mashed potatoes pumpkin pie that's an uncontrolled glucose level and we know this when that's uncontrolled we cannot control our appetite that's a big deal but during the day imagine if you have this nice controlled blood glucose during the day insulin's doing its job glucagon's doing its job it's kind of nice and balanced you feel awesome throughout the day that's why eating so healthy over time makes people feel so good because they're having controlled blood glucose level so the big thing we have to understand is how powerful insulin and glucagon are in controlling your blood glucose level as we go so from here if you have type 2 diabetes besides showing up in your blood work we're going to talk about that in a second there's lots of symptoms and screening methods you can look for but when you think about it itself a big one is breath when you have this acetone breath 
frequent urination, excessive hunger, I mean, fatigued, obesity. Obesity and type 2 diabetes go hand in hand. There's no doubt that a third of our population is obese and a third of our population is going to have type 2 diabetes. It's not an accident. They go hand in hand. So headaches, tingling in the feet because of the extremities. So you get a lot of symptoms. So if you feel like you have excessive uh, thirst and excessive urination and all these things going on, you might just step back because the body's talking back to you there. And then some other screenings. Know your numbers. We have this handout. It's on our website. It has lots of numbers. It's going to talk about glucose and all that. But a couple of things you want to pay attention to that lead to maybe diabetes is this thing called homocysteine. I'm not going to talk about it much today, but homocysteine is an oxidation number. The more oxidation you have, the more risk you have for type 2 diabetes. High sense of CRP, inflammation marker. We need to know these numbers because, again, a big part of COVID is that too much inflammation. And again, that's another precursor for having diabetes. And last but not least, one of my best friends, Dr. Ed Peters, taught me this long, long time ago that the eye, type 2 diabetes shows up in the eye three to four or five years earlier than it does in any blood test. So the smallest vessels in the human body will show that up because, again, those are the things that are being broken down with excessive diabetes. So again, get an eye exam, especially if you're over 50, and then pay attention to your blood work. It does start to show up. All right, so now you're looking at your blood test. Make this simple. If you have something to write with, here we go. It's so simple. You get a glucose number. That number, ladies and gentlemen, should be ideally less than 95. Now, traditionally, once it gets closer to 100, they talk about it. To me, I like to look at, let's get the bar better. Let's get that bar that 95 is where you should be. So it should be 95 or less. Also, you're seeing this thing called hemoglobin A1C. That's the amount of glucose in the actual pocket of the cell. And the glucose number is looking at your blood glucose level over a period of basically hours or day. It's a short period. So imagine if you're looking at a stock market, it's looking at the stock market over the day. Hemoglobin A1C looks at the stock market over months. It's a six to 12 week or more period of time. So if you happen to have a high reading of glucose, don't get all upset, don't get all nervous. Make sure you get your A1C because that's gonna be a better predictor of where you need to go. And the A1C number is gonna be much more powerful. So when you get your blood test, if your glucose is ever too high, make sure you're getting the A1C that goes with that. So again, these are two markers for type two and and type one diabetes. So when you look at this A1C, here's what I want you to look at. The number ideally should be 5.6 percentage less. That's it, so it's just a percent. Once it starts creeping up to six, six and a half, We're kind of moving in the wrong direction. And so I hear this all the time, I'm a pre-diabetic. Well, no, not really, you're a diabetic. You're moving in that direction, you're moving in the wrong direction. Can you reverse it, as Matt mentioned earlier? Absolutely. But again, we don't worry about that outcome, you work with your doctor, but the goal is now I need to develop a lifestyle. What's causing my diabetes, type two, and what can I do to enhance that or improve my health? So again, this is what you're looking for, the glucose, the A1C, and now I'm a little bit more educated about these numbers and away we go. So now we're into the prevention side. Now, when you think about an uncontrolled blood glucose level, type two diabetic, or even type one uncontrolled, this is a wrecking crew for the body. It's a wrecking crew. Now, people say all the time, what do you mean it's a wrecking crew? It starts breaking down everything in the body because it attacks your vessels. And it starts with the smallest vessels in the human body. 
It starts with your extremities and it goes up into the brain and, and including the eye. So this is a big deal. When you think about the human body, what it does to the body, it's, it, it kills our body. So now you hear a lot about brain problems, you hear a lot about heart problems, extremities. What about erectile dysfunction? Many men have erectile dysfunction. It's, a, it's, it's basically coming from diabetes many times. So again, there's a lot of things that happen in the human body when the, it's uncontrolled. So that's why it's such a devastating disease because it's so slow. It's so slow. It kills the human body very slowly. So the diseases we're facing today are much deadlier and much slower. But again, you can see all of the different things going on in the human body, how it breaks it down. This is uncontrolled. This is a wrecking crew for the body. All right, so from here, what causes it? I think you mostly know, right? I think we mostly know. A big thing I want to make sure that we're really comfortable understanding is how stress is a big cause of type 2 diabetes. It's a big deal. Stress does everything. But when the body starts breaking down, we have this uncontrolled stress. The body has to produce this thing called glucocorticoids. And what does that do? It helps mobilize energy. But we all know over time, if your glucocorticoids are too elevated all the time, it kills the body. Cortisol levels are too high, adrenaline, all these things make the body toxic, acidic, uh, high levels of inflammation. But look at this. What causes it? How we eat. Lack of rest. We're not sleeping. We're breathing incorrectly, breathing too quickly, too much alcohol, too much processed food, too much soda pop, the list goes on. And again, we talked about obesity, energy drinks, the list goes on. Alcohol, again, it's not about being perfect, but it's about stepping back is why are we seeing this amazing skyrocketing of diabetes? There's a lot of the stuff that goes with that. And one last thing, I'll get into this as we go. Nutritional deficiencies. 95% of the American population is deficient in omega-3 fatty acids. As you're going to see in just a second, if you don't have that raw material, you're probably not going to have a healthy cell, which leads to diabetes. So again, it's a big deal. Magnesium, chromium, I'll talk about those two. But magnesium and chromium are two minerals that are easily leached out of the body, especially when we're going through all this COVID and anxiety. So this is what's causing it. It's not an accident. You know, I sit down with people all the time. I ask them how they're breathing, how they're sleeping. You can see very quickly, it's just, and again, it might not show up today, but it's gonna show up at some point in time, and that's what we're seeing across the country today. Okay, I haven't had a carb since 2004. Check these out. See these? See these boys? This is what I live with every day. I lather this up with keels in the shower. You wanna touch these bad boys? Sorry, not gonna happen. So why did we put that video in there? Now, it's stepbrother's video, it's funny. We, you know, I think if you've ever watched that movie, it's pretty hysterical. But the point of this is, I cannot tell you over the years how many type 2 diabetics come sit down with me and they truly believe that type 2 diabetes is a disease of carbohydrates. It's not, it's not from carbohydrates. Yeah, we can eat too much sugar, we'll get into that. But this is not causing the problem. So when you think about type 2 diabetes, it's, a not carb it's not a carbohydrate disease. Let's get that really crystal clear. In fact, some of the things I'll talk about in a minute improve your type 2 diabetes, and they're directly coming from carbohydrates. So very quickly, I want you to, again, many of you have seen this before, but your pH, to have a healthy uh, cell, you have to get your pH back in balance. So, so type 2 diabetes, type 1 diabetes, is a disease of the cell. That's it. So write that down, disease of the cell. 
So why am I talking about pH balance? Because if the pH is not in balance, the cell can't be healthy. So if you wrote this down on one side, alkaline at 14, acid at one, it's a 14 to one scale, and the middle is balance at seven. So understand right now, especially with going into the COVID right now, stress, anxiety, mental health, chest breathing, processed foods, too much alcohol, it's easy to be acidic in our world today. So again, as the body becomes too acidic, what happens? Inflammation goes up. And every root cause of any disease known in the human race, is, including diabetes, is based on too much inflammation. Also, when the body is too acid, the body, to get it back into balance, changes how you breathe, your urination. Again, we talked about excessive urination, but also minerals. Your body uses these things called buffering minerals to bring you back into balance. Okay, okay here we go. There goes the magnesium, there goes the calcium, there goes the chromium, all the minerals that you need to make that body healthy and make your insulin more sensitive to the cell. So again, this is why we're talking about it. As you make your body more alkaline, everything gets get better. Digestion gets better, uh, gut health gets better, immune system gets better, all the stuff that goes with that. So as we move forward, I want you to keep thinking about this. If you're acidic, I'm on that keto diet, I'm on the high protein diet, all the crazy things going on out there today, no wonder we're having all these problems. So again, I might look leaner, but now my, my, my glucose level's out of control. All right, the other thing too, you've heard many times before, or if you haven't, this is the first time, we have to talk about the source. Where does it come from? The closer it gets to the source, nothing's off limits, as my daughter Kristen says. So when you think about the source itself, I'm gonna make this really simple. We could talk about reading labels and organic and GMO, you don't need to know that, just what's the source? When we talk about nutrition, it really gets down to two basic things. What are you missing, what are you lacking, and what are you not absorbing? And as you get closer to the source, it's easier for the body to break down and absorb. So again, a big thing when you think about diabetes, we gotta get closer to the source and really nothing's off limits. And again, a quick example, flax seeds, look at the price tag, they're high in fiber, they're high in omega-3 fats, they're high in lignans, $1.50 a month, then we go to the second source, which is the flaxseed oil. Price goes up, quality goes down. And then we go into the gel tablet. This is where more and more people are making mistakes. They're doing all the supplementation. Just because you put it in your body, you know, Chris, I, I heard chromium's good for diabetes. Yeah, chromium's gonna be good from a food, but not from a supplement. I heard magnesium's great for my blood pressure and headaches and, and diabetes. Well, yeah, it, it is, but we're not going to talk about it from a supplement. So you can kind of see where we're going. We're going to go right to the food source, and then you can't go wrong getting close to that source. All right, so here's what I want you to know. Now we're going into the weeds. I'm going to show you a video, and this is what type 2 diabetes is. It's a disease of the cell. And if you looked at this video, what you're going to notice very quickly is how incredible the human body is. And especially as we start taking care of it, the body is amazing in its ability to self-correct and heal. We just gotta give it that opportunity. So sit back and watch this video for the next 30 seconds.
I gotta tell you, I never get sick watching that video. And again, it's always amazing to me, doing this my whole life, how the human body is so incredible. So when you think about the cell, here's what I want you to understand. You see that cell kind of flashing there. That means that outer rim of the cell needs to be soft and permeable. That's what I want you to write down. I need to make my cells soft and permeable. If the cell's not soft and permeable, that leads to type 2 diabetes. It leads to obesity. It leads to every, basically, disease. But this is the, what type 2 diabetes is. The cell is not healthy. So when you look at this incredible cell right now, understanding when I eat food, glucose is elevated and then insulin opens up the cell. It's like a rusty lock. You open up the cell, it's easy to do, nice and lubricated. So you can see the glucose going in and out. That's really what the cell is. That's what you want. And one of the most incredible ways to make that cell soft and permeable or sensitive is omega-3 fats. We just talked about magnesium, daily movement, water. We'll get into that in just a second. But that's the disease of the cell. That cell needs to be soft and permeable. Now, if this cell is not soft and permeable, imagine the cell being like an M&M candy shell. Hard on the outside, soft on the inside. I've had hundreds of conversations with people that have type 2 diabetes. They've never heard this before. This is the problem right here. That cell is too stiff and rigid, trans fats. I had a Jif peanut butter that was traveling with me for 23 years. First ingredient, parsley hydrogenated oil. That's a trans fat. What does the trans fat do to the human body? It makes that cell like a rock hard M&M. So again, we pile on, stress beats up that cell. We pile on dehydration, cells not healthy. Lack of nutrients, processed foods, too much alcohol. You can see this poor cell gets all beat up and then over time, it's not healthy. So now it's all stiff and rigid and now we expect it to do its job, it's not gonna do that. So again, this is what type two diabetes is it's a disease of the cell membrane. And again, the first thing I talked about with people trying to get healthier, whether it's their skin, their blood pressure, their cholesterol, losing weight, you gotta get the cell healthy and everything begins there. All right, so as we get into this, now how do we take control? So I'm gonna give you basically about 10 things you can do to really start taking more control of your health. And believe it or not, these will help in every aspect of your health not just in type 2 diabetes. So again, we want to play offense now. We want to take more control of our health. You have the opportunity to change your new rhythm with COVID. It's a great opportunity to change your rhythm. So here we go. It starts with breathing. So if I ask you a question, how are you breathing? What would you say? Well, Chris, I'm breathing. Well, there's more to it. So when you think about breathing, I want to make this really simple. It's one of the fastest ways to calm the mind and relax the body and you have to have a balanced nervous system to have a healthy immune system including the cell so I want to make this really simple today you start with this breathe 95% of your time through your nose we become a chronic mouth breathing society very unhealthy in fact the switchboard for the nervous system is the nasal passages so try this today sometime during your day how much time do you breathe through the mouth? Only time you should be breathing through the mouth is when you're eating, when you're talking, and maybe when you're moving your body you know, from a workout standpoint. 
In fact, I worked out this morning, a good part of my workout, I'm breathing only through my nose. So again, it's an awareness tool. Number two, start using your diaphragm. That's that dome-shaped muscle underneath the lungs. And when you do that, it relaxes, the, the, hits the vagus nerve, relaxes the body. So again, we need to get, quit being chest breathers. We need to be more diaphragmatic and belly breathers. So practice this. And last but not least, slow it down. Four seconds inhalation, four seconds exhalation. We got lots of stuff on our, our website about breathing, but this is a big deal right now. And people don't understand it. If I'm not breathing correctly, my pH gets out of whack, my inflammation goes up, my stress levels are high. There's a lot of issues with that. So breathing is a big deal. And one thing I just wanna mention, the average person in the United States today is breathing 18 or more breaths per minute. Try this tonight. How many breaths do you take in a minute? Full inhalation, full exhalation, breathe through the nose, see what it, what it comes out to be. So again, without trying to do anything fancy, breathing is a big deal. Followed by sleeping. Sleeping is incredible for diabetes. We know right now, if you're not sleeping, you're probably gonna be more moving into more obesity down the road on top of that. Because again, leptin and ghrelin are two hormones that come out to play. Leptin satisfies you, comes out to play when you're sleeping more, and ghrelin comes out to play if you're not sleeping. So again, it makes you overeat. So we know right now, lack of sleep really leads to type two diabetes. And the big thing I tell people about sleep is this. How important is it to you? On a one to 10 scale, 10 being the greatest, is it a 10, is it a seven, where is it? Because if you're not rating it high, you're probably not paying attention to it. Which leads into, are you planning your sleep? When you go to bed, when you get up? It's now fall, it's been amazingly hot here in, in Michigan, but today the, 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 the ceiling has disappeared. Now we're moving into the late fall, early winter, but temperature is a big deal. I even have, have a chili pad that I set with my phone. It keeps my temperature in my bed about 60 degrees. So it's, again, I'm not cold in my bedroom or in my bed itself. It's just keeping the mattress cool and I can use a heavy blanket. And then magnesium is a mineral relaxation. I'll talk about that in a second. And daily movement, there's lots of ways, but sleep is a big deal, which leads into this thing called type two diabetes. All right, from here, simple as it sounds, if you're dehydrated, you're probably gonna have a problem. So I was working with a, a couple uh, a while back, and one of the things I realized very quickly, they're not drinking any water. It's a major problem. So again, diet sodas, coffee, no water. Dehydration, 95% of emergency room visits are directly related to dehydration. So take this challenge. Drink six ounces first thing in the morning. It, incredible what it does for your cells. And again, you think about what's the benefit of water? It's energy and it's cleansing. How do you think your cells are gonna keep healthy if you're not giving it water? So again, it's an easy first step. You might even put a lemon in your water, uh, a lime, maybe ginger, but again, we need to get more water in your diet. And again, it's a major problem with more and more people, especially when you're taking medications, creating lots of toxicity. So again, half your body weight in ounces. If you're not even close to that, don't worry about it. Slowly move up there. And it's a challenge I have every single day. I have my water right in front of me right now. I have to put it, I have to create this environment and keep my body hydrated. So it's a big deal. So if you step back for a second and go, okay, I'm really working on my breathing and I'm gonna pay attention to my sleep or I'm gonna do the water. We're starting to build these habits that are gonna make your cells healthy again. And then we move into what are we lacking? So again, a big thing we're lacking is this thing called omega-3 fats. That's why I'm such a huge fan of cod liver oil, because cod liver oil, we get it from Dutch Harbor, Alaska, livers are frozen in the boat. 
but it's that high omega-3 fat. And what do omega-3 fats do? They make that cell lubricated, soft and permeable. And that's the magic when you put omega-3 fats in a person's diet, everything starts to take over. The, the brain gets better, their heart gets better, it's a natural anti-inflammatory, great for their hormones. But what it does really, it makes that cell soft and permeable. So again, that's why omega-3 fats are powerful. Flax seeds, chia seeds, and again, that cod liver oil that's high in vitamin D3. Now, one of the things you're seeing here is these things called green. One of the greatest things you can do for your cellular health and your gut health is this thing called chlorophyll. So write that down, chlorophyll. Anything dark green is naturally cleansing for the cell. It's like scrubbing bubbles for the cell. So imagine if you put your omega-3 fats in your diet, makes that cell soft and permeable, then we throw some chlorophyll on top of that as the scrubbing bubbles for the cell. So that's kale, that's spinach, that's broccoli. And then one of my favorites of all is this thing called spirulina chlorella. It's a freshwater algae. If you're not doing it, it's one of the greatest things you can do to boost your immune system, but it's a great thing to improve your cellular health. It creates that sensitivity. So again, these are some of your superfoods. And if you have any questions, reach out to us. We got lots of videos in this. We can help you along the way. Now, I've talked a little bit about magnesium already. Magnesium is a mineral relaxation. So what you're seeing right now is an Epsom salt bath. Epsom salts are high in magnesium. You can take an Epsom salt bath. It's a great time of the year. Good for your joint pain, good for your muscles, but really high in magnesium, very relaxing, good for your blood pressure. It's good for headaches, helps you stay asleep. But magnesium is one of the greatest minerals to make your cells sensitive. They make it sensitive. So again, this could be an Epsom salt bath. This could be bananas. Uh, it could be dates, figs, raisins, cacao nibs. I put cacao nibs, real chocolate, in my oatmeal every day. Oatmeal is high in magnesium. So these are all foods. And we have on our website a one-page handout called Magnesium Foods. These are magnesium foods. So again, that's a big deal. So get magnesium in your diet. If you know anybody that has high blood pressure, have headaches, can't stay asleep, this is an easy mineral the body leaches out when we have all this stress, especially what we've been going through for the last eight months. Now, one other thing I mentioned just briefly is chromium. You don't hear a lot about chromium, but chromium is one of the greatest trace minerals to make your cells really sensitive. So when I'm working with a type two diabetic, I'm getting omega-3 fats in their diet, I'm getting the vitamin D3, I'm getting the magnesium, but I really want them to understand I need to get them to have chromium in their diet. Now, here's the craziest thing. Where's chromium come from? from? It comes from ancient grains like oatmeal. It comes from apples. It comes from uh, chicken. It comes from grass-fed beef. It comes from uh, bananas. <laughs> so you're thinking, okay, so I'm a type 2 diabetic and I've been told not to eat carbohydrates. What am I talking about right now? Predominantly, everything I just mentioned, except for the beef and chicken, is a carbohydrate. So you can see why we're getting this misinformation leads to not making the body thrive and that's really where we're going today we're just trying to get the body to thrive so again magnesium chromium don't get crazy with it we're not talking about supplement we're talking about real food so again check out our website and some of these handouts but that's an easy thing to do eat some apples eat a potato eat a banana these are all high in chromium and it's an easy way to create that sensitivity of the cell now we we have also a handout in there it's called gut biotic chart so got to get the gut healthy so again, we have these things called prebiotics. Prebiotics means you're, if you're planting a garden, you're getting that garden ready. So you're 
tilling the soil, making it really vibrant. So what's a natural prebiotic? Again, I kind of mentioned to them. That would be oatmeal. That would be berries. That would be bananas. Uh, that would be onions. So again, real food. So again, we have a gut biotic chart with real food. And then a probiotic is now you're planting that healthy seed into that soil. So again, we need these health. And one of the greatest probiotics is sauerkraut or pickles that you buy in a refrigerated section at a grocery store. Apples are probiotics. So there's lots of ways to get these nutrients in the body. And then we have symbiotics, what are pre and probiotics. And that would be uh, uh, chia seeds. That would be uh, cacao nibs. That's real coconut, great for the gut health. So all this stuff makes your cells healthy. So again, two handouts I highly recommend. The gut biotic chart and the magnesium foods. And when you start doing this on top of these omega-3 fats, wow, the body really starts getting, uh, the cells get healthier, they, they get more sensitive. And now slowly over time, my blood glucose level gets back into that normal range. And that's how you help people actually reverse it, working with their health professional and definitely prevent it. All right, we gotta talk about vitamin D3. Again, we talked about cod liver oil. Cod liver oil is the highest source of food of any source in the world. And again, the, we get it from Dutch Harbor, Alaska. The livers are frozen on the boat. And you also get it from the sun. So make sure you get your blood tests. Get your vitamin D. Make sure you're getting outside. Some of you on this, on this webinar today are in Arizona. You got that amazing sun or Florida, wherever you're at. Michigan is pretty gloomy today. Even if it's gloomy, I need to get outside. So again, get five to 10 minutes of natural sunlight every day if you can, and the cod liver oil. Those are the foods that are gonna be high in vitamin D3. We need that, that's a hormone, and it's incredible to make your cells healthy, um, especially for type two diabetics. And then upgrading what we're eating. Whatever you're eating the most of, make it better. Holidays are coming, I know it. We're gonna enjoy it, we're gonna have fun with that. But again, start picking one thing at a time. What are you gonna slowly upgrade? Again, you're looking at the human body a little differently, hopefully after this webinar today, making the cells healthy. And again, use your food target. So if you do not have this food target, make sure you get it. We have it all over our website. Again, reach out to us and all it is is an upgrading. And I designed this in 1994, working at the, one of the largest health clubs in the world, the Michigan Athletic Club. Carl Reporter might be on this today. He was my boss way back in the day. So when you think about the food target, I was watching all these people lose, trying to lose weight and on a diet. I realized, you know, this is not how you do it. You improve the quality. And last but not least, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. These are the three macronutrients. If you take one of those out of your diet, you're gonna have a macro problem. So again, you need these healthy foods, you need healthy fats, you need healthy carbohydrates, and you need healthy proteins to make the human body healthy, especially the cell. And don't forget, the food target's forgiving. So you don't have to be perfect, it's about building one habit along the way. All right, getting, getting closer, doing a little Q&A. And last, I gotta talk about movement. I'm an exercise physiologist by training. I don't even like the word exercise. I love the word movement. Motion creates positive emotion. With all the anxiety we've been going through for the last eight months, we all need to move our body. If you're working out three or four times a week, great, but I want you to move your body every single day for at least five to 10 minutes. And, and again, it's not the, the most incredible thing I always tell people with movement is not, for, not, my, not my body, it's what it does for my mind. It washes my brain. It washes my brain. And last but not least, don't forget the power of play. We need to play more 
It's an incredible way. We talk about white space a lot. We need to play more. And again, when you see adults playing, what happens? Life's magical. People start to laugh and carry on. That's what we need to do more. We need to play, especially at this time in our world. So again, these are some ways to help build your, get your body healthy, get your cells healthy, build one habit at a time. And don't get crazy. Remember, this is a disease of the cell. And all you have to do is start focusing on improving that quality of what you're doing, the sleeping, the breathing, the omega-3 fats, the magnesium, gut health. We can help you along the way. All right, so if you need to get a hold of us, this is my direct email. I'm happy that we got, I don't know how, we got a lot of people on this today. It doesn't matter. We're here to help you. We have an amazing team. We have uh, great coaching. So if you want to coach, Tab Jackson's one of the, one of our executive coaches. The guy's incredibly 72, 72 years old. Uh, he's been a lifelong friend of mine. So we have a great team here. We have nine of us. Uh, we also have, uh, uh, if you're not familiar with us, but we have a podcast that comes out twice a month. So check out our podcast twice a month. We have uh, an app. We have books. We have lots of ways to do this. And we're doing these events next week, the 18th, 10 a.m. So we're going we're to do these community events. Check them out. If you can't join it at that time, just sign up. We'll send you the link at another time. We're videotaping all of this. All right, so this is my last slide before we do a little Q&A. And I kept thinking about this, that I was listening to a podcast with J.J. Reddick, and he had Coach K from Duke on. And I love Coach K, and I like J.J. Reddick, and it's just something to kind of fun when I'm working out listening to it. And I remember J.J. Reddick said to Coach K after his sophomore year at Duke, he wanted to quit. And he, was getting, he wasn't playing that great, and the fans were on him and all this stuff. And Coach K brought him in the office, and he didn't know he was going through this troubled time. And he said, J.J., at some point in time, you're going to have to cross this bridge. At some point in time. Either decide you want to cross it, or you don't cross it. But probably when you're 45 years old, and you look back in your life, and you didn't cross this bridge, we've all been there before. We all have bridges to cross. Chaos, uncertainty today, we feel like we're stuck our health's not where we want it to be, whatever it is. Finances, doesn't matter. We all have it. So I'm not immune to it. You're not immune to it. But we all have these bridges to cross. And so that's really why I want to make sure our emphasis today is today is the time to cross the bridge. It's time to take more control of your health. You are not doomed if you have diabetes. If you want to prevent it, we know now how to do it. We know how to get rid of it. So again, work with your health professional along the way. And remember this before we do a Q&A. You don't have to go through this alone. And I think that's what more and more people have to understand. This is a time we need to bring everybody together, and we're not crossing this bridge alone anymore. So with that, I'm going to open up for a little Q&A. All right, we got a couple of questions. If you have questions, uh, ask them in the Q&A chat box. And before we start asking and answering questions, uh, one, we want to thank all veterans. Today's Veterans Day, and a big shout out to our Main man, Tab Jackson, one of our health and fitness coaches. Tab was a two-time Purple Heart recipient in the Vietnam War. So thanks to all our veterans. And type, two, type, two <laughs> type 2 diabetes is a big problem for veterans. So just want to give a shout out and we'll start doing our Q&A. So first question, what if you're stuck in an anabolic state? Too many sterols. Not sure what that can you repeat that? Too, what if you're stuck in an anabolic state? Too many sterols. Well, again, you know, insulin is an anabolic hormone. 
And so when you look at anabolic hormones, those are going to be testosterone, that's going to be growth hormone, um, insulin's one of those. So again, those are all anabolic. And again, big part of stress is that you break those things down, your cortisol levels steal from some of the good hormones. So if you feel like you're always in an anabolic state, you know, what's causing the anabolic state? Are you excessively eating? So we know when we eat a big meal, we're in an anabolic state. Your body's going to be in storing mode. So it's almost impossible. I hear this, and again, I've tried this my entire life, but can you get leaner and more muscle at the same time? I've competed in 10 bodybuilding contests, and that's always the problem. So my first bodybuilding contest, I got up to 232 pounds, and, and all I did is get heavy. So it's a hard balancing act between being anabolic and catabolic. The goal is you're trying to find a weight you can sustain and, and create that. But again, when people have too much anabolic, the body's not going to be healthy in, in the same side as catabolic. So again, the goal is to have the balancing act between the hormones. And that's what hormones do. They help balance in the body. You have the opposing hormones, and that's insulin and glucagon and leptin and ghrelin, and this goes on and on. Cortisol and testosterone, these are all opposing hormones. So the key is, is trying to get those hormones in back into play, and that's what hormones do. They're like an orchestra playing the symphony, and it has to be all together. So I don't know if that answered the question or not, but again, you have my private email. I can, I can help go in deeper if we need to. Are any of the um, products you talked about, do they have any side effects? Do you need to consult with a doctor first, especially if you're taking medications for blood pressure or diabetes, et cetera? Good question. Well, I think the thing we always feel comfortable doing, and again, it's always good to bring your health professional in the game. And I think sometimes the health professionals like to be in the game if they're getting people that really are taking ownership. So imagine if you walked in, I worked for a private practice physician, family practice for two years, Dr. Barry Saltman in Mason, and the guy was incredible. I love this man. And, but he would see 45 to 50 patients a day. So imagine if you're on a high blood pressure medication or a, uh, some kind of a, a blood thinner or whatever it might be, yeah, you gotta be really careful some of that stuff. But if you're eating food, I don't, I don't really get concerned about that unless you're going crazy with it. So no, I don't think there's really an issue as long as you're eating real food. You know, it's funny sometimes, as we all know at Antar Living, that you know, they tell you not to eat the cod liver oil or take the cod liver oil, but they don't tell you not to eat the chicken McNuggets at McDonald's. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? You're not overdoing it, you're taking one tablespoon a day. So when you're eat, eat, consuming a superfood and you're following the relatively dosages, you're not, I'm not worried about it because it's a food. When people start taking melatonin and all these things out there, then we can create toxicity and that can interfere with the, the medicines and that's really where it becomes a problem. So in my life, I've never really had to worry about that because I'm not promoting any supplements. I'm just promoting food and making sure they understand we're not overdoing it. And I think that's, you don't have to worry. And you can always overdo anything, including water. So, but no, I'm not worried about that. Is stevia good? Uh, less bad or something to avoid? Well, I think any of your sweeteners, I'm not a big fan of because it's not the source. Now, if you really had true, if, if you came into our headquarters, we have this amazing facility here. I got the kitchen behind me and a workout space and whatever. And hopefully with COVID, you know, basically starts letting up a little bit. We'll be bringing more groups in here. But many times we've brought in real stevia leaves 
And people consume them and they're like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah, it's the real stevia leaf. But then we take something like that and we start converting it and breaking it down and now we're getting more into the supplement. So again, you gotta be careful out there because some of the health food stores really can have high quality stevia. Again, stevia doesn't really do much to your blood glucose level. So I think it's a great thing, but just make sure we're not processing the heck out of it. So that's the only sweetener that I recommend going in that direction. And then maybe you're just using real, like a little tiny bit of maple, hunter, uh, maple, uh, maple syrup or a little local honey, but you're doing a little tiny bit. And if you combine that with some other foods, I'm not really worried about your glucose level getting out of control. Remember, your diabetes is not a carbohydrate problem. It's a cell problem. So again, I don't want you to go crazy with the carbohydrates. I want you to focus on getting your cells healthier. So, but you don't have to always live the rest of your life taking stevia because you're afraid it's gonna spike up your blood glucose level. So again, these are all baby steps along the way, but I think that's a, a, a thing that I would recommend if you're worried about your glucose coming up and you wanna have a sweetener that you're uh, getting it closer to the source if you can. This is a good question. Uh, once you change your diet, your eating, your nutrition, how long before you see your A1C go down or your blood glucose? Well, again, the blood glucose changes relatively fast. It's like triglycerides. You're gonna see a relatively fast change. But imagine your cells. So imagine going back to the cell. It's gonna take some time. You know, imagine 30 years of beating the crap out of the cell, and then people wanna fix that cell in two weeks. It's not gonna happen. But slowly over time, their nails will get better, their skin gets better, their hair gets better. And that tells you that the cell is starting to get healthier, it's more vibrant. So for most people, I've seen major transformations in less than uh, six months. And generally along the way, they're probably gonna get leaner, lose some good weight. I really, we haven't talked too much about strength training, but strength training is that metabolic engine. So we always focus on adipose tissue, fat loss, when reality is you wanna build that muscle because that's the muscle that burns and uh, the energy along the way. So it takes some time, but I think for most people, you're gonna see a change in glucose and A1C uh, within three to six months. And I would highly recommend when I'm working with somebody, I want their blood test now, and then I'm gonna get it tested again in uh, three months. I want them to talk to their doctors, have good conversations, and then we build out a process. And then they can know exactly how the process is working. And I think that's the magic of the human body. It will self-correct. It will try to heal itself. Now, whether a person gets off, gets their A1C ever back to normal, yeah. But for most people I've seen, that's definitely a, a, a thing that can happen. Um, the question is, any side effects uh, to spirulina, chlorella? Yeah. Yeah, the side effect of spirulina, chlorella, it's a natural detoxifier. So it's a cleanser. So if you've never consumed it and you're probably not a healthy eater, you start really slowly. My mom had a problem with it. But when I had her back down the dosage, we had her doing like five tablets. That's, that was too much. We went to one, which is nothing. But for the average dose for most people, you start with 10 tablets a day. But the side effect of spirulina crella, it's a major cleanser. That's what it does. So it's freshwater algae. It's a real food. It's an immune system booster. It's high nucleic acid but it's a big time detoxifier. So again, start slowly, and if you catch my drift, you know what the side effect is. 
it will clean out the body. That's the only real side effect with spirulina acrylic. It's high in zinc. We're talking about immune system right now. It's high in zinc. It's high in iodine. It's high nucleic acid. It's a builder. It's one of the most powerful superfoods in the world. Oh, and by the way, it's about 25 to 30 cents a day. That's why we're such a big fan of it. I mean, I've been doing spirulina acrylic for 30 years. It's incredible. Is it possible that you reach a diabetic level that your body stops producing insulin and it becomes non-reversible, permanent? Well, yeah, so as time, yes, that's a great question. So as time goes on, ladies and gentlemen, what happens is you start out with a baby medication and that dosage keeps getting higher and higher. And the body says, uncle. Over time, the pancreas can't keep up anymore. That's, what, that's when you think about sumo wrestlers. The average sumo wrestler dies at around 45 to 50 but they all get type 2 diabetes by the age of 30. Pancreas can't do it anymore. And eventually, most of them are all insulin-based. So not saying insulin's a bad thing, but over time, your body has, can't produce enough of it, and hence you have to start taking it. So now I'm taking insulin, uh, and again, you're seeing that more with some of the diabetic medications coming out. But everybody, I don't care where you are in your life today, let's cross that bridge. Because you can improve, everything can get better. Everything can get better. I'm more passionate about that than I've ever been in my entire life. You can take one little baby step at a time, you'll get better. And this is what we have control of. You can't control over if the A1C is going to get back to normal or not, but what you can control is the process. And believe it or not, for many people, that process slowly happens, and the next thing you know, their, their blood glucose levels a lot better. Hence, they don't have to take as much medication. I think you talked about this, but would you recommend a chromium supplement as well? No, I don't really recommend any supplements unless you're not willing to eat some of these foods. So if I was sitting down with most people and I said, okay, here's the deal. We want to get chromium in your diet. I need you to eat a potato three or four times a week. All right, that's it. How about an apple? Can you eat an apple three or four times a week? Or um, you know, broccoli? Do you like broccoli? These are foods high in chromium. So why would I take a supplement? We just don't understand this stuff. So we don't need to keep pouring stuff in our body because again, remember, it's not what you put in the body, it's what your body can break down and absorb. That's why we really, really promote the principle of the source because the body wants to, be, we're not, and Kristen says this best, our registered dietitian and my daughter, Kristen, now is the uh, governor's personal chef, that when you think about food, we're not, as human beings, supposed to take food or nutrients in isolation. We've got to get out of that mindset. So why would I take chromium or calcium or vitamin D3 when I can eat it in a food that has many other nutrients? Now it's like a, not a chemistry set anymore. It's easy for me to do that. So again, I think we make it harder than we have to. When we start eating more live foods closer to the source, good carbs, good proteins, good fats, the body knows what to do with it. And I think that's what we're missing right now. We got to get away from all the supplementation. We're going to do two more questions. Uh, stop at the top of the hour. Um, what foods and steps are the most important if you're just getting started? I think that's a good question. I think it's a fantastic question. So I think the big thing, if you looked at the hierarchy of human needs, the base of that would be breathing. And if you said, okay, I'm going to really work on my breathing, I'm going to slow it down, breathe through my nose, start using my diaphragm, that's a big deal. Because what it does, it calms the body, balances the nervous system, helps with your gut health, makes yourself healthy, makes your pH more alkaline. That's where I would begin. 
The second thing I would begin, and Tab Jackson always talks about this, but I would begin with water. Believe it or not, I had a couple in here the other day. No, big problem that we we're looking at is dehydration. So if I can do water, maybe I'm gonna put a lemon in there because lemons are high in vitamin C, but also they're very alkalizing for the gut. So these are some easy steps to take. And then from there, think about what are one or two meals that you eat, what could you, how could you make it better? So if you put, have a creamer in your coffee, make the creamer better, make it be better coffee. This is what we believe at Ontario Living. It's these baby steps that we build over time. Now we're building a lifestyle versus a diet. And I think that's where we want to begin. And maybe just go for a, a, you know, a five minute walk. So again, I want everybody, everybody's in a different place, but you start building a couple habits. And remember, you're crossing this bridge. You're not crossing it alone. We're here to help you. So again, one step at a time. Okay, last question. Um, salt is a big um, frequent concern. Salt appears in all foods. How harmful is that for our cells and how does it impact them? Well, I think we got to get out of the mindset that salt's bad. Salt's not bad. You know, when you think of salt, most people are like, I have high blood pressure, can't eat salt. Well, that's not the salt. We're not worried about sodium chloride. Sodium chloride is the problem, but all salt is sea salt before we process it. So Celtic, Himalayan sea salt, these are high in minerals, but they're also very alkalizing. So you're not gonna overdo the salt, but when you're buying foods, like for example, I have Campbell's soup here. It has a thousand milligrams of sodium chloride. That's the problem. So when you look at this food target and you're eating on the outer rim, that red area, everything you're looking at is gonna have some kind of processed salt because salts like sugar, processed sugar, processed salt are both preservatives. So if I'm eating more source foods, never have to worry about too much salt. In fact, I want you to consume salt. One of the greatest things you consume on a regular basis is celery, because celery is naturally high in sodium, which is great for your uh, whole lymphatic system, cleansing the body. So again, that's where I think we're missing the boat is when you're doing all this processed food, you may be eating out too much, you might get a lot of that unhealthy salt that makes the body. And we've all done that before, holidays are coming. so. But again, get back to the source, get some really high quality salt in your house, Celtic, Himalayan sea salt, very healthy for you, you're not gonna overdo it, and actually it is very healthy for the body. So I know there's a couple more questions. We're gonna follow up with email, we'll follow up with the handouts, we'll follow up with the recording. Thanks for joining us as always, and remember to sign up for next week's community event. We'll be doing some exercise and we have a bunch of cool other events coming up in the future. So thanks for your time. Dad, you want to end with a couple? Yeah, I'm just going to tell everybody, hey, listen, you know, it's, a, it's going to be a fantastic year. Again, we're tough. You know, we're going through some tough times. Many people are. But I want you to remember this. I want you to cross that bridge today. And remember, you're not going alone. We're here to help you. We have an amazing team. And everybody enjoy the holidays. Get with family. Have fun, eat some turkey, some mashed potatoes. I know I'll be jumping off the, the wagon a little bit, that's okay, but enjoy your holidays. And again, thanks for taking the time to spend with us today.